0: What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh. And we appreciate you all tuning in. So you either had Mike Evans on your team and won a championship, or uh, you didn't. So, boys, how we doing?
1: Doing all right. We're recording after uh, bare butt spanking yeah, uh, from no, us uh, yeah. for us Vikings fans. So uh, not the best way to start the the show. I do have so there's a lot of stats throughout the year, a lot of valuable information. I think I might have the best stat for fourth and a mile.
0: What's that? We've
1: we've we've talked about how Bradley and I get mad when Josh picks a Minnesota Viking for starts of the week. Oh, shut so up. I I had to go back and look at the history. Week two, bad loss against Philly. Josh's wide receiver start of the week, Adam Thielen. Week 11, bad loss against Dallas. Josh's quarterback start of the week, Kirk Cousins. Week 14, loss against Detroit. Josh's quarterback start of the week, Kirk Cousins. Tight end start of the week, TJ Hackinson. In week 17, a bad loss against Green Bay. TJ Hackinson, tight end start of the week. The proof is in the pudding. Are you done? So when we get mad about that stuff. (laughs) Don't just blow so it. I,
0: I wait. So I just want to make sure that I'm understanding this correctly. So you think that me making a decision on who I think? I'm deciding is going to impact how the Vikings perform? i just wanted to make sure we're on record. Is that that's what's being laid out here?
1: That was valuable statistics. Correct.
0: Got it. Yes. Correlation does in fact mean causation. That does. That does. Can I get track. some
1: input from the
2: other two in the the
1: pod?
0: It checks out to me. Good.
3: I, th- I think we're just stating what happened, and that's what happened.
0: And then it can it can be interpreted however you would like. I suppose there but is no interpretation I, I, of the stats. I I won last year. You know this year is not is not as ideal for me in the uh, in the starts of the week category. That that much is that much we know.
1: Which is a good transition because your boy did win starts of the week this year. Worst to first. Let's go.
0: Congratulations. We're all so happy for you. Thank you. That's what you get for tanking last year.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> packed show today. So we're not doing recap. We'll talk about some uh, boom championship performances. We're going to go over some year-end reviews. Probably the next two to three episodes we'll be recapping and talking about playoff football. Um, So we're going to do a little bit of that with our year-end awards and then review what our top 10 consensus rankings are and see how they kind of checked out. Um, we'll go into detail throughout the next couple of weeks of the of, of our um, consensus rankings. Um, then we're going to do some uh, foreshadowing. So we are going to look at the top five of each position for us right now going into the 2023-2024 year. Um, and we're going to talk about a little bit of the NFL draft, just giving one player from each of our positions that we're scouting who we're looking forward to uh, watching. Then we'll finish with our ones got to go. So let's talk about some boom performances. On the quarterback side, if you played Tom Brady this week, he had 40 fantasy points. Absolutely incredible. Um, Daniel Jones has been unbelievable. Um, 36 fantasy points. I don't think anybody started Jared Stidham, but he did have 26 fantasy points. And then I'll talk about Patrick Mahomes also at 25, which is about his projection as well. Um, And nobody started Russell Wilson, so we don't have to talk about him. But those are the top five. Any thoughts on the quarterback position?
2: Not much. Uh, Tom Brady uh, was definitely impressive. And we'll talk about Mike Evans in a little bit, but just kind of when their backs were against the wall, kind of the the flashback Tom Brady and Mike Evans stack.
1: Yeah, running back position top heavy. So if you stuck with your um, high draft picks at the beginning of the year, it paid off in championships. So Austin Eckler, thirty three fantasy points. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with twenty eight. DeAndre Swift, twenty five. Travis Etienne, twenty four and a half. And yes, Bradley's favorite player jamal williams with twenty two and a half and fantasy points thoughts on the running back position any running backs maybe that we could um that stuck out in particular
2: deandre swift. i just think if, yeah. if you rode with deandre swift through all the rough patches he and you're in the championship and you played him with 25.7 fantasy points congratulations that's that's amazing
3: and i feel like most If you had him and you were in the championship, I feel like most probably did play him, even though he's been kind of a roller coaster. Did or
1: did not? Did, because I feel like if you
3: get to the championship game and you have him and you know he's healthy, it's hard to sit him in that situation. So it probably did benefit those that that did have him.
2: And also, devil's advocate, though, if you have DeAndre Swift, there's a decent chance he didn't make the championship game because he's
3: probably your first-round pick. That is accurate.
1: That is a good segue into the wide receiver position, Mike Evans. Hello, Brady. Uh, Mike Evans was the wide receiver one on the week. He had 52 fantasy points. Absolutely went nuts. Devontae Adams had a good week. Amari Cooper had a good week. Brandon Ayuk. And then, yes, here's a name. DJ Moore with a top five finish in fantasy points this week. Uh, Thoughts on the position in general?
0: Yeah, it's just DJ Moore was so frustrating this year. I know like it's known on the pod that I'm a massive DJ Moore fan, but it's just frustrating because it's very hard to predict. Like one of our a friend of the pod, Kevin, was texting us about, you know, starting, you know, what we thought might make sense for him. And he ended up starting DJ Moore for the upside value. And this is exactly why uh, you do that is that he has that potential to, you know, get 100 yards and a touchdown and, you know, four, five, six catches. And uh, this is what he brings to the table.
1: I believe he finished the year as a wide receiver, too, for as bad yeah, as it was.
0: It was. It, was oh. it was not. It feels worse than that.
2: I want to give a quick shout out to Amari Cooper we've talked about him a couple times on the show uh, finishing as the wide receiver 15 this year uh, seems like a, a tremendous plus um, considering his age and kind of the roller coaster he's been on certainly he was on a do not draft list for me ended up trading for him in the middle of the offseason or middle of the season um, he had a really good fantasy year there was a lot of weeks where he was in the top 15 I want to say probably six or seven weeks where he was a top 15 receiver for you.
1: Moving to the tight end position, not a lot of big names here, which might not be a, a good sign for your championship roster. Uh, Dalton Schultz finishes the tight end one, Trey McBride, the tight end two, Brock Wright, the tight end three, Darren Waller, tight end four, and Taysom Hill, the tight end five. Uh, in general, though, the the production from the tight end position was not terrible this week. Um, I guess... 10 11 people with with double digit fantasy points which might be a uh temper the expectations for the position going forward but uh thoughts on the tight end position
2: Dynasty owners going nuts if you have Trey McBride you got to be feeling pretty good going into the offseason with a a good good showing from Trey McBride there seven catches is definitely something that you can uh take to the offseason with you
3: Curious what you guys feel about Darren Waller after coming back and having a couple productive weeks does that excite you at all for the future to you know what does it does it do anything for you as a dynasty manager um,
0: i guess until we know what the quarterback situation looks like in las vegas it's going to be hard to be incredibly optimistic um uh, that's just me i think that if Carr was staying there i think i'd have a, a little bit more positivity for the future
1: i'll be interested to see if he's in your guys' top fives
0: or i 20, would
1: 324
2: i would try to sell the name if you're a dynasty owner this i would he had a good last game of this, or sorry, we have one more game, but last fantasy game of the season, um, and you can certainly try to sell him for what his name is because he's still a top four fantasy name, I would say,
1: around there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, any other thoughts on the the production from this week? Otherwise, we can move into some fantasy awards. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Fantasy Awards, we're doing the same exact awards we did at the midway point, starting with the most valuable player. We added one award for playoff MVP, um, otherwise you can call them Super Bowl MVP, whatever you want to call them. Um, so let's start with the MVP of the whole season. Who is your guys' MVP of the fantasy season?
0: Yeah, Um. for me, I, I had Jalen Hurts. I just thought he was a massive positional advantage uh, throughout the year that you didn't necessarily need to pay through the nose for in draft season, and while he is absolute, and the reason why I wouldn't have him as a playoff MVP is because obviously he, you know, left you the when you needed him the absolute most in week sixteen and seventeen here. But throughout the season, he was getting you to the playoffs, no question. I think he was a massive positional advantage in his running game, and his what we didn't think was going to happen this year—that massive stride passing the ball—I think was something that really stepped up in what was a huge. Uh, talking point here for Jalen Hurts.
1: He is not your regular season MVP anymore, correct? For like the NFL,
0: no, he is not mine. I is would, I would go well, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it,
1: and it's just because he hasn't played, so you don't know the yeah. numbers. I, I mean, them losing two games without him helps his case.
0: Definitely does not hurt. Yeah, that's a very but fair point. Mahomes
1: has carried the Chiefs. So, other fantasy MVPs.
2: Uh, my fantasy MVP is Josh Jacobs. When you factor in. Nice. adp i mean he is what was he fourth round uh adp wise for a running back and i think he finished in the top three when it came to to fantasy running backs overall this season so he was incredibly consistent he had the boom weeks to carry yeah uh, but he really didn't have a lot of bust weeks so he definitely deserves uh, an mvp shout
1: he was my mid-season mvp and i thought there was no chance we'd be talking about him in here yeah absolutely unreal year it's insane Jeremy, who's your MVP?
3: Sorry, Bradley, What I completely missed the name you said.
2: I said Josh, Josh. Jacobs.
3: Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure because that's what I thought I had heard, um, but that that is mine as well. It, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, completely helped your fantasy roster as in most cases, probably at least your RB2, maybe even your RB3, maybe, uh, depending on how you drafted, if you went RB heavy right away. Um, so an incredible advantage there. As somebody that you could plug and play at, at RB2 and, and maybe even a flex.
1: My MVP. So I went all the way. This guy was being drafted in the, around the 13th round, sometimes maybe oh even gosh. undrafted, uh, in a single quarterback league. Went with Justin Fields. He is the fifth high-scoring player in fantasy football. Um, six or since week six, he only had one week outside the top 12. <laughs> He, he, I mean, he's unbelievable. Like I think Jeremy sent the text. He's a top five rusher this year. Doesn't matter the position. That absolutely wins you <laughs> wins you league. So uh, my MVP is Justin Fields. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit to the the staff there too. Uh, they changed up what they were doing and made it more mobile friendly for him as well. So um, Justin Fields is my MVP of the the fantasy year.
0: I mean, incredibly consistent, right? Like he was just a guy that was getting it done on the ground and, um, you know, he's making some strides passing the ball. But I think what we saw, and this is kind of what I thought is kind of a 2021 Jalen Hurts a little bit. Um, Obviously, I think he had a better year than Jalen Hurts did last year, but where he got it done predominantly on the ground this year. And then what we I would expect him to maybe take a little bit of a step back in the ground game last or next year and be able to produce more through the air. hopefully they get some more targets um, for him to do so, but really liked what we saw from Jalen Hurts.
1: Playoff MVP.
0: For me, this one was really easy. It was Jarek McKinnon. Um, So week 13, he had 14 points, and this is PPR. Week 14, 32. Week 15, 34. Week 16, 12. Week 17, when he needed at most 22 points. He didn't have 12 points a game once before that. So he was the absolute definition of Getting it done when it matters most.
3: Yeah, Anybody have a different I, one? I, 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 nope. I had Derek McKinnon.
2: Uh, I had a different one. Um, I do as first, well. First of all, I had Jared McKinnon on my list. It's it's a good answer, and I think it's it's definitely worth, worth the name. Mike Evans deserves uh, a little bit of a shout just for today, what he did. But my answer is C.D. Lamb um cd lamb in semis was the wide receiver one with 29 fantasy points and he still didn't hurt you this week you would have loved to have seen him get in the tub but still 11 catches for 100 yards giving him 15.5 half point ppr fantasy points
1: i like that one i like both of yours i have a different name he was third overall in fantasy points from weeks 15 through week 17 he was first in fantasy points from week 16 and week 17 austin eckler daniel jones (laughs) <laughs> Daniel Jones was the leading scorer if you combine weeks sixteen and seventeen and was third from weeks fifteen to seventeen. It's a very good one. D- averaged twenty-two and a half fantasy points throughout those three weeks. Um, you gotta give him credit for, for that performance. I think he
0: and yeah, I think he helped a certain someone here win a championship today in Dynasty.
1: He did. He very much did.
0: Shout out and to he back. also
1: got a lot of money too he is going yes. to get a long-term extension there both him and buckley
0: do you think that's in his best interest. interest you think that's like if you're daniel jones you like do you do you think you're miffed at all that they didn't pick up that fifth year option and he's like well i'm gonna go see what i can get elsewhere absolutely not i think they're you, gonna pay him
1: if he makes anywhere between 16 to or uh, 20 to 24 mil
2: he's gonna be awesome. 20 million a year like at least
1: I mean. Yeah, he, he's going to take else. that. Yeah, for sure. Let's go sleeper of the year. Who Who is being slept on? Maybe somebody that we didn't talk about, the fantasy community hasn't talked about. Who is being slept on?
3: I'll go first, and I kind of just went based off of kind of ADP at the beginning of the year. We've we've talked, talked about him a lot more recently, um, but it's Tyler Lockett. He was drafted as 108th overall player, uh, wide receiver 44, finished wide receiver 15th overall. This is a dude that just continues to produce, even though he's doubted, um, very slight of frame, small guy, but um, does what he can to to stay extremely relevant week after week and helped uh, a lot of teams this year throughout the season. That's a good good, one. good
2: answer. I went with Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard was being drafted as kind of a dart throw to uh, in case Zeke Elliott got hurt. Uh, and he just messed around and was the seventh overall running back and didn't play this <laughs> last week. So he was incredibly consistent for you, and he had the boom weeks as well.
0: It's going to be so interesting what his offseason looks like. Of you know, Do you think the Cowboys are going to pay up and keep him? Yes. I do, and I, I could see them getting rid of Zeke.
1: I could see that as well, too. Is there a lot
0: of dead cap that they would have to eat in order to do so?
1: I don't know for sure.
0: I'm not sure. Oh man, that would be really, really tough, but I do, I like that answer a lot. Um, My sleeper of the year was Devonta Smith. Um, He was a wide receiver ADP 37 in the year, and now PPR, he's right now nine. And so I don't think we saw this upside for him at all, being uh, the wide receiver two of a very run heavy attack, Uh, but incredibly slight of frame, kind of similar to Bradley, maybe that's something that we can project going Did you just call me Sleight of Frame? No, you're didn't, the guy. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. You said like CD, CD Frame. Sorry. Um, the guy that you were, what? the wide receiver that you No. Frame? No, I'm sorry. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. That <laughs> was Jeremy. Sorry. Tyler Lockett. <laughs> Where I are we going? <laughs> sorry. So I was just thinking let's that go, maybe a common a frame. <laughs> um, a common theme maybe is that these Sleight of Frame wide receivers are kind of getting slept on a little bit and how their their production is going to be higher than what we perceive them to be, and how, can he just dominated, like, the last half of the year. So really, really a uh, great sleeper for the uh, Eagles.
3: As, as yeah. just looking ahead, do we see this continuing, or do we think the Dallas Goddard injury helped kind of inflate some of those numbers?
2: I personally he- think it's going to continue. I don't think A.J. Brown is going to continue on the pace that he is, because I think he's going to get a little bit more attention as the years go on. I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Yep. My sleeper of the year, same team as Josh's different position was drafted as the running back 30 this year. He's currently the running back 13 and I don't think anybody's talking about him and how productive he's been. It's miles Sanders. He's He's been really, really good this year. Um, even sometimes when he isn't getting the ball too. So, um, as far as future outlook, I, I don't know, but he needs to get a shout-out for somebody that doesn't get talked about very often.
0: It's a really good one. And, and
3: he's a guy that's continued to be productive. I mean, he was pretty solid last year. He just didn't find the end zone. And right. he completely completely flipped that this year.
2: And he guys, go ahead. He was running back 10, you said, Brady?
1: So he was 10, I think, after this week. He's 13 right now.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. But, I mean, these last three weeks, he has been very bad. So, like, if yeah. you take those last three walks, out, be, I'd be interested to see where he was at because he's got to be, like, top eight.
1: That's a good point. Let's move to uh, a draft day bust of the year. Can't be injury-related, so if somebody has a season-long injury and now if they miss a couple games, that that's fine. But, obviously, if they didn't perform because of injury, then it they get disqualified. So, I wonder if we all have the same player.
2: Will you guys guess mine? Russell Wilson. No. Should've Say been. Najee Harris. It's, that's a mistake if it's Najee Harris. It's 100% Najee Sher- no, Harris. That's who I have as well. That's a,
1: mistake.
2: Why, that's a mistake. Why is it a mistake? And I'll tell you why it's not a mistake.
1: He's the running back
2: 15. Look, because he's played every game. He killed it's you. At the the look, beginning of the year. He has not finished inside the RB1 range more than once. He has finished as the RB3 in week 11. That is it. Although it does, it does seem like just ball. accounting stats. And he was and he was drafted in the top 12. So he only returned on investment once. That is a bust.
1: I disagree. If he's a if he's a running back too, obviously you didn't get your value for him, but he still had value for fantasy.
2: I like I disagree. I yeah. You don't I think, think he had like, any
1: fa- fantasy value?
2: He finished outside the top 20 more than he finished inside the top 20. That is not winning fantasy. You games played him you. in
1: the last three weeks. So he had. One, two, three, four.
2: Yeah, but this is five, season, six, this is seven where he was a running
1: back too. I can't believe you didn't go Russell Wilson. Yeah, you I couldn't mean, play him. I just
2: think it's a much conversation. You shouldn't have been playing Najee Harris.
0: I think, I think, I think how, Jared, or, this is
1: this is terrible.
3: I, I,
0: I
1: I'm understand. not saying I mean, he's like the, I mean, he's not gonna be a top five running back next year, but I'm saying like he still had value in fantasy.
3: I he understand the fits the, in the category of bust. You did not get your you did not get return on your investment, but outside of what the stretch of like 3 4 weeks, like you were you could play him like
0: right, it's just capping your upside. Like very I think very few teams that had Naji made the playoffs. Um I mean, because yeah. you had you had to play him every single week cuz he's your first round investment and he's a guy that just didn't he just didn't give you those boom weeks to win you weeks he was just always eh, and especially because he wasn't hurt is like Bradley was saying season ending position like fantasy rankings he's not going to be that bad just because he didn't get hurt
1: I have a new draft bust. it's Bradley's my guy AJ Dillon (laughs) didn't return on investment
0: Bradley there seems to be Brady there seems to be a little bit of spite Yes It's
1: a mistake We were just talking about last week How we had to give credit to Najee Throws him on your draft bust of the year
3: Mine might be You know you can nitpick at the injury stuff But mine is DeAndre Swift I know he was hurt for That's a good one Chunks of the year But I just think he really hurt you at at different points For similar reasons that that Bradley talked about um, as, As far as not you know, returning on your investment with with Najee um, because many people drafted DeAndre Swift at the tail end of the first round. So that hurts you in the sense, and and he wasn't on the field as much. So that was extremely frustrating as a manager as well. We're going to move on to the next award, but
2: I just want to say this right now. Birdie agrees with DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift missed three games due to injury and still had more top 20 RB finishes than Najee Harris.
1: How about top 24? How about top 24?
2: I, sorry, I, I can't count it that quick, but I could tell you had finished more top 10s.
1: DeAndre Swift at five. Najee Harris at
0: seven.
2: Okay. Comeback player top, of the year. How many top <laughs> 10 finishes did Najee have? Not good. He had you would you play, would DeAndre you play him? DeAndre Swift at four. Okay. <laughs> I just, I think, Comeback player well, of the year. We're, never, we're not going to come to an agreement on this.
0: Comeback player of the year. Who's your comeback player are, of the year? I think we are going to have an agreement on this. If, if for me, it's Geno Smith. Um, guy who, okay, or not.
2: <laughs> that's not mine. That's not mine.
0: It's not mine either. Dang. Mine either. <laughs> okay, never mind.
2: <laughs>
0: is is it a bad answer? I no, uh,
1: Jeremy, feel... yeah, that's, that's a good answer. That's a great answer. Great answer. Mine's Trevor Lawrence.
2: What? Jeremy, I feel. Yeah, that's a good answer. That's a great answer. A phenomenal answer. Um,
3: Jeremy, what five.
2: You, I have a feeling that we have a, a similar. Yeah.
3: I mean, my mine was Christian McCaffrey. Oh, well, I appreciate that one. I want to say Barkley, that's a great answer. Oh, oh, yeah, look, I like
1: yours too better than mine, and I like josh's as well, too. But T Law, give him some love. Oh, Who's yeah. the stream of the year?
0: Uh, ironically, T Law. Um, I thought that at the beginning of the year. Um. Let me. I know he play. I know he outplayed. Just let me finish. I quarterback know five
1: can't be a streamer. Let me
0: finish. Yes, it absolutely can. I, no, I think it can. No, it absolutely you're can right, because right, you didn't have right, the expectations of you know you weren't relying on him week in and week out. And when you did end up streaming him, you were very 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 happy. And so season long, you're obviously quarterback five. That sounds ridiculous, but when you streamed him, you were very happy because you didn't have the expectations for him being a top twelve.
1: I take back what I say. That's a good one. So
2: what if I told you Justin Fields? Would you say pick another one?
3: Pick another one. I had I mean Justin Fields was on my list too for I
2: think I season. think like at the beginning of the season he kind of fit the category, but I, I wrote down someone else because I feel like it was kind of nah. And that's Juwan Johnson. Um if you were oh, riding me yeah. first Juwan Johnson, I feel like most weeks he did pretty well for you.
1: This I mean, this one didn't age well. Mine was Kirk Cousins. <laughs> didn't work out this week, but <laughs> he's had really good weeks. <laughs> I mean, some, I mean, he's had quarterback three, five, six, three of the last four weeks, quarterback nine, seven, five. Ten, like, he's been really good. So
2: he's been really good. Let's just say I had Justin Jefferson down as a list for the MVP after today's performance. I scribbled that one out real quick. So yeah,
3: <laughs> I think Daniel Jones could be
0: in this this conversation as well. Most definitely. Oh, 100%.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Jeremy's Daniel Jones love is just finally coming to a where he's reaping all the rewards of now everyone's joining me. I love it.
1: Okay, really quick, we're gonna we're gonna dissect our consensus top rankings real quick. But I want to go through what our top ten is for each of the positions and then see if you have any gripes. Initially, what like I said, in future weeks we're gonna talk about it more and see where we were right and where we were wrong. But let's go through it really quick. Quarterbacks. Our quarterback one was Josh Allen. Seems pretty good. Mahomes was two. Lamar Jackson got hurt. Um, Justin Herbert was four. Kyler Murray, five. Jalen Hurts, six. Russell Wilson, seven. Ouch. Uh, Dak Prescott, eight. Trey Lance, nine. And then uh, Joe Burrow, 10. Quick thoughts so, on those top ten.
0: I, Justin Herbert was on my list for draft bus. And I was kind of curious... It's not like a massive, because he's quarterback 11 at the moment, and like the ADP was five. So it's not like massive, but it just feels so much worse than that because you had to pay up a little bit in order to get him. What do you guys think about the candid- candidacy of Herbert being a, one of a one of the top draft busts this year? I think
2: it fits the bill. Uh, just a quick snapshot for me. Uh, we as a podcast were too low, but I would say specifically Jeremy and myself were too low on Joe Burrow. Uh, he definitely answered a lot of questions for me and, and we'll, we'll talk about him in the, in the top fives.
3: I, I was, I was going to bring that up as well. I think he proved that he's good enough. Their offense is good enough to be pass heavy and for him to do it without, you know, being sort of that cheat code, like some of those other uh, are with their legs.
1: Yeah. Well, if we're in a sappy session right now, I had Jalen hurts at 10, so let's just move <laughs> on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Top 10 running backs. So uh, Jonathan Taylor was, well, I guess we, we had a tie for one. Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey were one and two. Austin Eckler was three. Delvin Cook, four. Derrick Henry, five. Aaron Jones, six. DeAndre Swift, seven. Joe Mixon, eight. Elvin Kamara, nine. And Najee Harris, ten. Thoughts on the top 10?
2: I think Delvin Cook is the one that uh, is glaring for me. When you look at all the other top five to top seven, I mean, I say top six. You can exclude DeAndre Swift. He just doesn't get as much volume as they do. Uh, The Vikings have been a lot more pass happy, and they don't really target him as
3: much uh, in the backfield.
1: Which is what I thought going forward. I thought he was going to get more in the pass volume, and
0: he didn't.
3: Which that one is even more so surprising because he was, you know, finished lower than what we'd expected, and he did it without missing a game.
0: Yep, yep. That's that's a very good point. What do you like? Really? I guess we'll get into that later. Never mind. That's that's our next session. I was going to ask about projecting forward Cook for next year.
1: You won't hear him on my list. But anyways, oh, you're uh, not uh, wide receivers, top 10. Cooper Cup was one. Justin Jefferson, two. Stefan Diggs, three. Devontae Adams, four. Jamar Chase, five. Debo Samuel, six. Tyreek Hill, seven. CeeDee Lamb, eight. Mike Evans, nine. And T. Higgins, ten. Thoughts on that list?
3: The immediate one that stands out is how low we were collectively outside of, it looks like, Brady on Tyreek Hill.
0: Yep. Yeah. That was the depth of target I think was the biggest thing that we were concerned about with Tua's arm strength, but that's just did not matter in the slightest. And he was just working back to balls a lot that- Well, and I
3: think another thing that played into a lot of our factors as far, like guys like him and AJ Brown, something we talked about is just the change of teams and the stat, the historic stats with that. And clearly it's proven that when a guy that good it Changes teams. It just I think
0: that's I think that's the, one of the biggest themes of the year for me is that that was a huge that was huge for my um, opinion on those players that changed teams and how that I don't know if this is an outlier or if this is just a sign of more a sign of more things to come, but they did they hit the ground running they hit the ground sprinting in really good situations.
1: I'm very unsure where we're gonna have CD going forward. I had him at eleven this year and that. That's just too low. Uh, I'm only going to give the top eight tight ends. Uh, Travis Kelsey, one. Mark Andrews, two. Kyle Pitts, three. George Kittle, four. Darren Waller, five. Dalton Schultz, six. TJ Hawkinson, seven. And Dallas Goddard, eight. Count Any thoughts this. on that position? Hey, my goodness. <laughs> you guys better have him on your list for 23-24. We're going to have issues.
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: Jeez, <laughs> oh, this is bad. Okay. That's a good segue. Let's take a quick break, come back, and we'll uh, talk about top fives and do some draft talk.
3: Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at Fourth and a Mile Pod. That's Fourth and a Mile Pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports.
1: We are back into the Fourth and a Mile Podcast. We're getting into top fives. For our 2023-2024 position groups, obviously this is super early, um, nothing set in stone, but it's just a little fun activity to see where we're at post post the regular season of fantasy football or post the championships for fantasy football, see where, where the outlook is for future years. We're talking quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. This is for half-point PPR. Um, let's start with the quarterback position. Uh, do we just want to give our order one through five? Yes. Who's starting us off?
0: Go ahead, Josh. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll go five to one. So at five, I have Joe Burrow, four, I have Justin Fields, three, I have Patrick Mahomes, two Jalen Hurts, and one Josh Allen.
1: Well hating on Patrick Mahomes, I see. Thanks.
0: Hating on Patrick Mahomes is having think, a three. I think we're gonna have a lot of
2: similar names. Uh for me, I have Trevor Lawrence at five. Uh jalen hurts at four joe burrow at three and then mahomes allen
0: i
1: like the trevor lawrence in there another year in the system yeah i didn't I think even think help. about him
2: and it's yeah. a really good receiver coming back that's going to be a little bit motivated
1: and who knows they might draft a receiver or even an offensive line to help out that that team or help him out
3: they definitely and, should and to do be honest those, i think so. some people that you know and we might have listeners that listen to that I might be surprised. Just go look at how well he did towards the end of the year. I mean, and he's going to only continue to keep getting better. He's supported. And as Bradley mentioned, he's going to have a receiver coming back into the fold. That'll really, really help him. You can see what um, wide receiver ones have done for some of these other quarterbacks. Like, it, it's only going to get better for him.
1: I believe he's a quarterback six on the year right now. So, like, I don't
3: think it's, like, Super Bowl. I actually really like it. Jeremy, who are your top five? Uh, so, mine is Justin Fields at five. And Joe Burrow,
1: Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. So I have I have the same players, different order. Uh, Justin Fields at five, Jalen Hurts four, Joe Burrow three, uh, Patrick Mahomes two, and Josh Allen one.
0: So oh, literally all the same five for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the only different one that Bradley had he had Trevor Lawrence instead of Justin Fields, which I don't hate at all. No. Um, running back position, I think this is where we're going to get interesting. <laughs> Thoughts on the 23-24 running backs? Go
2: I'll ahead, start man. at my number five. I have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, number four, I have Saquon Barkley. Number three, surprising name here, I have Bijan Robinson at number
0: three. Austin Eckler at number two. And then Christian McCaffrey at number one. Well, same names. I'll go quick because it's. Uh, I believe it's just the same names. But I'd Bijan at five, Saquon, four, Jonathan Taylor, three, Eckler, two, and McCaffrey, one.
1: Jeremy.
2: I
3: go Saquon at five. Derrick Henry at four. Really? at three. Austin Eckler at two and CMC at one.
1: I just, I, I do not have Jonathan Taylor in my top five. I, I think,
0: okay. I think Indy How is quick just, things change.
1: Yeah. So number five, I have Tony Pollard. Four, I have Saquon Barkley. Three, I have B. John Robinson. Two CMC and one Austin Eckler.
2: I had an honorable mention of Tony Pollard, so I don't hate that at all.
0: I don't hate that for sure. I this, also this think position groups changes so fa- fast. I feel like
3: we're yeah. pretty high on Bijan there, boys. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt in my mind.
0: As a, as a person that
2: possesses the 101, I feel really good about that whole declaration of coming to the NFL. <laughs> 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 Submit as soon as the clock hits start. <laughs>
1: So, just for dynasty startup that I just did, PPR league, he was the 11th overall pick, huh? First, no, no. he is he is the third outside of the quarterback position. So, it went Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Bijan Robinson.
0: What do you guys think about that?
1: He He, I would take him first, first running back off the board for dynasty. He's 21 years old.
2: He is really good.
1: Okay, let's talk wide receivers. Also, I, I'll be interested to know where everybody has names here and if we have the same names.
2: I don't think we're going to have the same names here. Jeremy, go ahead.
3: Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> don't be nervous. All right. I went. He's Mom nervous. Rod 5. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Diggs nice. at three, Tyreek Hill at two,
0: and JJ one. Wait, can you go through? So that was Amon Ra five.
3: Amon Ra five. And for those wondering, Devontae Adams would be right behind him. Um, but Amon Ra five, Jamar Chase four, Diggs three, Tyreek Hill two, and JJ
0: one. Interesting. Interesting. Wow, there's a certain name there that I was omitted. Uh, I had Jamar Chase five. Uh, The aforementioned name omitted, Cooper Cup four, Uh, Tyreek Hill three, Stefan Diggs two, JJ one. I
2: struggled with number five. Uh, I had AJ Brown at five. Um, I don't know if I love it. Uh, There's a couple other guys that I think could be in there. But then I went CD Lamb at four, Tyreek at three, Cooper Cup at two, and Justin Jefferson at one.
1: So my four through one is the same as Bradley's. So I have CD at four. Tyreek Hill at three, Cooper Cup at two, JJ at one, and I have T. Higgins at five. That's bold, but don't shake your head at me, Josh.
2: I'm gonna shake your, my head at you. Interesting that you're Mister Stefan Diggs. Do you think the old thirty cliff is coming?
1: I I get scared about that stuff. Like yeah. the, it, like I went all in on Julio, and it, it did and not go It did not go well. I'm not saying he's not gonna be a top ten receiver. I. I'm a Diggs fan, but careful. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about tight end position, and I'm already going to get upset, so talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's not happening, Brady. Um, Dallas Goddard, five. T.J. Hawkinson, four. Greg Kittle – or, sorry, George Kittle, three. (laughs) uh, Mark Andrews, two. And Travis Kelsey, one.
1: Get him out of here.
0: The only thing I'm really nervous about TJ Hawkinson is that the Vikings have been in some negative game scripts that have really elevated his uh, targets and the overall passing volume. So I'm a little nervous about that next year, but.
2: There's a concerted effort, even though at, at the start of the game, though. So I wouldn't be too. He's
0: curious. the two, he's the second target.
2: For yeah. Sure. So for, for me, uh, number five might be a little bit of a surprise to you guys. I have Pat Friermuth, Patty F, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, number, four, number four, I have T.J. Hawkinson. Number three, I have Mark Andrews. Number two, I have Gregory Kittle. And then number one, I have Travis Kelsey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: now Greg Kittle. That was seamless. Good, <laughs>
0: good for you.
3: Go ahead, Jeremy. Um. So I went with Dalton Schultz at five, George Kittle at four, Hawkinson at three, uh, Mark Andrews at two, and Kelsey at one.
1: Well, I guess there's one decent mind in this podcast. This
2: does not deserve to be even an honorable mention.
1: So Mark like, Andrews is Mark Andrews is five for me. George Kittle's four. TJ Hawkinson three. Kyle Pitts two. And Travis Kelsey one.
0: So what? <laughs> what? what evidence? <laughs> so do you, what evidence? Is what right evidence now. do you have to build off of to put Pitts at two?
1: Desmond Ritter's a quarterback now. It, Check. What evidence, Plus, what evidence have you had? Arthur Schmidt's getting fired. Hopefully. Well, I he's don't hope anybody do loses their job, but I, I, they are going to get him the ball. He is too talented. They've put too much draft capital. If not, they will trade him somewhere else.
0: I, I obviously we love the talent. I just want to. No, you see
1: don't. You don't. If you didn't have him in the top five, at a position of scarcity, who is your fifth? Who is your fifth tight end? Dallas Goddard. Yeah, there's just no way. No way. If you think he's too talented, Mister yeah. DJ Moore is too talented.
0: Give me, give me Patty
2: F. I would take Paddy F. Yeah, that's F bad,
1: too. That's so bad. Why is that bad?
2: You, he's been pretty good this year. He's a top seven tight end. to be honest. You want to talk about another year? Pickett's better than Ritter. That's hating words. That's
0: bad. That I mean, even don't what do you mean?
1: That? Sorry, somebody glitched out. I don't know if it was my computer. I don't know what you guys said.
2: <laughs> the league, The league said that pickett it is better than Ritter. By threefold, by the way. We're not writing back. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: back. Don't let matter. Ain't they, writing they ain't back. riding
2: back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Let's talk NFL draft. We're gonna get into it more probably in February. Um, but it's fun just to throw a little sprinkle in there too. Um, so for reminder on, on positions that we scout, um, I take the quarterbacks, the interior defense alignment, and the corners. Bradley takes the hog mollies, the offensive tackles, and the the (laughs) the edge rushers. Jeremy takes the running backs, the interior uh, offensive line, and then the linebackers. Josh takes the wide receivers, tight ends, and safeties. So we're going to give a player that we're excited to scout going into this year, and maybe maybe even somebody that we don't know much about either. So um, I'll start with the quarterback position. The player that I am really looking forward to diving into is Hendon Hooker. A player that went absolutely nuts last year and this year before his injury. Um, I want to find out if it's the system or if it's the quarterback. We saw, uh, I believe it's Joe Milton. Joe Milton was the backup quarterback. Absolutely torched Clemson's defense in the bowl game. I, I want to find out and I want to see if if it's just the system or if, if Henan Hooker can go through progressions, has that quick release, has the ability. He looked accurate. It looks like he's got a good arm, but I'm interested to see where he uh, shakes out with all these other quarterbacks. And I think an underrated quarterback class, people are writing it off a little bit.
0: People are mm-hmm. writing off the quarterback class. Yep. Okay, I, I think year, next year's is a lot better. Interesting. Like the top of the, is it just the depth? Because I, from what I have heard, I thought the top of this quarterback class was quite good, but not, so, I'm not so much.
1: Well, people C. are C. having Darts on CJ Stroud on him. Uh, but like people are Price saying like, count. Oh, wait until 2024 because Caleb Williams, Drake
2: may yeah
1: so okay. i enough. i think if you need a quarterback take one or they talk about a tackle that you're looking at
2: the hog molly uh paris johnson offensive tackle uh ohio state really really good prospect he's battle tested in the big 10 i'm just looking to see if how good the system is at ohio state if that translate to the next level obviously they had success on offense and that's because they have a, NFL talent around the entire field, but there's been a couple offensive linemen from Ohio state that really have kind of digressed um, as the draft has come around.
1: Pretty, pretty down offensive tackle class. It is. It is.
2: It is. There's, there's not a a top 10 screaming talent, but I would say from like 15 on, there's probably going to be a solid three to four taken. Um, And I think, I mean this it's just January one at this point. So when the combine comes around, there's gonna be guys at that, that surface. But yeah.
1: Running backs. Jeremy, who's a running back you're looking at?
3: Uh obviously there's some pretty good ones highlighted by uh Bijan, but one I kinda and you guys will like this, um, but one I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into is, is Mo Ibrahim. I like because I'm I'm very interested to see where I think he'll end up as far as uh, day one, day two, day three, just because he's ultra productive against good defenses in the big 10. And I just kind of want to dive more into some of those traits, some of the, the extra things, because obviously the stats speak for themselves, but I'm always in the boat of good players. You find them where they do good things and he's done a lot of really good things. So I, I think he, he, he could get dinged a little bit because it, he isn't as versatile as maybe some of those other guys, or as flashier as dude. that eye popping. But I mean, he's he's a good player. He's got a lot of really good things.
1: You can find places in the NFL. Jamal Williams is case in point for physical runners. You can find a spot for them.
0: He's got a lot of tread on the tires, though. So I'm curious how if so NFL teams, yeah, I was going right. to say. Right, I'm just curious of how John um, NFL teams are gonna be thinking. Okay, well, we're not gonna give him a second contract anyway, so we can just, you know, we're gonna just use him that first contract, and then great, we got some great production out of you. Have a nice day.
1: I mean, he's not gonna be a a top two, three round pick. He's gonna be a day right. three pick. So
0: right, very true. Wide receiver. Yeah, so I'm looking at just wanting to look at the top or near top uh, of each of these different positions that I'm doing. So Jalen Hyatt was one at Tennessee that I'm looking at wanting to see how he can be able to stretch the field and be a real downfield threat and what different system he might be looking at wanting to be a great fit for kind of, you know, not obviously not like for like, but kind of how Chris Olave's really hit the ground running at, you know, um, New Orleans and how that was really fit his play style. Uh, curious to dive into uh, what makes him tick and see where he fits in with a different echelon of wide receivers. And I think in a pretty good class um, for wide receivers.
2: Teams love speed. He's going to be yep. somebody that uh, <laughs> after the combine that people are going to be like keeping an eye on because teams love speed. They'll find a place for speed.
1: First round pick. I would say it's, it's starting to look like that because you, because that speed exactly uh, interior defense alignment for me is Brian Brzee from Clemson. Everybody knows about Jalen Carter. He's going to be a top, eight pick for sure. I want to see if Brzee can be that interior defense alignment too. And can he challenge challenge Jalen Carter to be IDL one? I the production, he he was pretty productive at Clemson this year. He had injury the year before. I want to see what the film looks like. He's got talent around it. Miles Murphy was an edge rusher um that was in, at Clemson as well. Um, so that the defense has talent. I want to see where Brzee stood up against them. So uh Brian Brzee is the interior defense lineman I'm looking forward to.
2: Brady mentioned my name from the edge class, Miles Murphy. Uh, he's young. He's 20 years old. Uh, he, he's 6'5", 276. He's very athletic. He's going to be a guy that's going to be picked in the, probably the top 15. He could challenge Will Anderson to be the first edge taken off the board as well. So I'm interested to see kind of what his measurables clock in at uh, and just kind of what he could be.
3: Linebacker. Um, another Clemson guy, Trenton Simpson, um, somebody I'm, I'm eager to just to watch more of, I think he's, he's going to be probably one of the best, if not maybe the best interior, uh, or inside linebacker. Um, so excited to kind of dive more into that. Yeah. Tight end.
0: Yeah. So my, uh, Michael Mayer, uh, Notre Dame is more of a physical guy, not necessarily an athletic freak of that's going to be able to stretch the field like a Kyle Pitts. I gave you some.
1: No, like don't, some, do don't do that. Don't do that.
0: Don't do that. Um, so not it just wins differently uh than those types of guys, but I'm curious to see how that's gonna be able to fare in you know, between the hashes and then at the next level.
2: Uh foreshadowing, I would love to see Michael Mayer go to a place like Jacksonville to help out Trevor Lawrence. I know Evan Ingram had a really, really good year, but I think Michael Mayer's a better tight end than Evan Ingram is.
1: And he's in a contract year and might get paid somewhere else. Yes, so a good point. uh cornerback this is maybe chalk i went with christian gonzalez from oregon 6'2 200 pounds um he is currently in my top 10 he's my corner one right now he had a really That's really massive. really good year he is a he fits my type of corner i like likes over 6'1 you, um so you're I,
0: a zim corner guy
1: well, no, don't don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to see if he lives up to that hype. I I really think this corner class is good. You got four of them that are for sure going to go in the first round, um, and then there's some other don't, guys that might go later. Don't
0: don't say for sure. Don't say I, we we, have, no, we, we have no idea what happens.
2: I
1: would be shocked if four of them do not go in the first round.
3: It doesn't mean Very.
1: for sure. Bradley only has two positions, so Jeremy, we're back to you.
3: Um, So mine is uh, offensive guard out of USC Andrew Voorhees um, played I hope that's how you pronounce it but just a guess. Um, He has really good burst off the off the line. um, Tremendous talent and strength and power plays on a really good offense and a good system so want to want to kind of dive into that that Lincoln Riley offense a little bit and um, see where he would be as far as kind of the guards in this class because I think he'll be one of the better ones.
2: There was one I, word that Brady missed. He meant to say two premium positions when he, was t- when he <laughs> said, I only have two positions.
3: So,
1: But, yes. I, I realized it, it came all over wrong when I said you only have two positions. It's fine. Josh, close us out with the safety position.
0: Yeah, so Antonio Johnson out of Texas A&M. So six three two hundred. 200. Uh, so it's going to be real ranging. Can be able to get um, hopefully – receivers in the slot, and potentially some tight ends as well. Um, but real pretty raw, but want to see how he looks on tape and how that would uh, project uh, going forward.
2: You're seeing teams try to find safeties that are big to play in the box in more of a nickel set. Like Dallas is doing it with J. Ron Curse, uh, because they can really fit well in the run as well. So I think it's a good name to throw out there.
0: It seems like it's just transitioning from – a little bit more less linebacker. I mean, let's be fair, a lot more less linebacker and a whole lot more positions and players like this. Yeah. Speed. Yep. Absolutely. Let's
1: finish with our ones got to go. We got some rookie receivers and this is projecting future output which if if you were drafting or redrafting the wide receivers which one of these receivers would have to go? So essentially, which one's your fourth receiver out of these four? Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Christian Watson, and George Pickens.
0: So I do think it's a two-horse race here for one set that's got to go. It's either Watson or Pickens. Um, I think I'm going Pickens. Um, I think like the, his he has great physicality, but and I want to see a little bit more boom plays. And I think Christian Watson's been able to bring that a little bit more. Then Pickens has this year.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Christian Watson, and I would say probably 80 percent of the reason is health. Uh, He has been in and out of the lineup consistently since the start of the season, even since training camp. So if he gets a lot more healthy, I feel a lot better about him. But I I really like George Pickens. I love his physicality, and I think he is going to become the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh with Pickett. Christian Watson's got
1: to go for me, too. I I think if you put Pickens in Green Bay instead of Watson, he's having a lot of success as well. I don't know if I would feel the same about Watson in Pittsburgh, and maybe that's a credit to Green Bay's offense. It probably is a credit to Green Bay's offense, um, and maybe an indictment a little bit on Matt Canada's offense. So um, for me, it's Christian Watson, but all four of these guys are going to be really good.
2: I think if you're a team and you have any one of these four receivers, you feel pretty good. Just like fantasy-wise, if you have any of these four receivers, I think you feel pretty good.
3: Yep. Well, you know, I ain't dropping Watson, so we know. Nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rank number one in this list between Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave? And Jeremy, if Garrett you're out or Christian Watson, there. you should Garrett Wilson, well. yeah. Garrett Wilson. I would also uh, do Garrett Wilson.
1: Would you do
3: Christian so Watson or Chris Olave? I think a healthy Christian Watson is a really big game changer, but health is definitely a.
1: So, which one, Chris Olave or Garrett, or Chris Olave or Christian Watson?
0: Oh, Packer. I probably have to take Olave. Have
1: which been. he would have been a Packer if he was there in the first round.
3: Absolutely. And I would have been happy about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> tough bounce. <bumps. laughs>
0: All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.